In recent weeks, Americans have been horrified to see students and faculty at Harvard and other once-respected universities expressing support for the savages and What's going on, everybody? Appreciate you guys for being here. We're going to talk about Trump's new plan that he's unveiling for free colleges in America to combat Israel critics and woke left-wing politics. And then we're going to talk about a few other things as well. Welcome to the show, folks. Make sure everybody gets here and Dream Rare Podcast starts now. It's the Dream Rare Podcast. Welcome to the show. The way to get the news at the desk or on the road. Let's go. God is great and success in our control. The world is crazy, but we get better from obstacles. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? God bless you. Happy Friday. Hope you enjoy your Friday, your Saturday, and your Sunday. But before you do, I hope you enjoy it now with me. And if you don't, that's okay. But you're only kind of a bad person. Just kidding. Anyway, we're going to talk about Trump has unveiled, and we're going to listen to the whole video in full context, unveiled a new plan for free colleges in America to combat the woke left. Before we do that, as people are coming in, I just want to show you one video real quick because this is one of the most uh, common pro-Israel talking points out there. And I have to be honest, and I know this is dominating your Instagram feeds, your Twitter feeds, your Facebook feeds, Israel, Palestine, Israel, Palestine. A lot of people are overwhelmed. They're getting bullied by both sides of the argument. Support Palestine or you're this. Support Israel, you're a bad person. And some like normal people are like, ah, trying to figure out what's going on. But this is the most common thing I keep hearing from the pro-Israel side. I'm going to play a clip of Alan Dershowitz saying it. And it's so outlandishly ridiculous. It's why the public is, is losing support every day. You, you got to get better talking points than this. I'm going to play the clip and show you why it's ridiculous. And everyone knows it's ridiculous. And everyone on Twitter is like, bro, th there's got to be a better talking point to support your side uh, without saying this. Here it is. Remember that the citizens of Gaza, these innocent civilians who so many people are shedding tears about, they voted for Hamas in the last election. And they would probably vote for Hamas today. So yeah, they're non-combatants, they're civilians, but they're supporters of Hamas. Whereas the people who were killed in, in Israel, many of them were not supporters of Netanyahu. Many of them represented kind of left-wing kibbutzniks, peace activists, people who were opposed to the Netanyahu government, people who wanted a two-state solution people who are opposed to the settlements, people who are opposed to the occupation, and they were killed. And so when you look at these civilian deaths, you have to ask yourself a question. How many of them really are a civilian? So he's obviously getting fact-checked by everybody because, as it says here, half the population of Gaza is under 18, and the last election is in 2006 in Gaza, which he even showed in his video. If you slow down the video, he showed, look, look, they voted for Hamas, so they pretty much deserve it. And it's like the last election was in 2006, which was 17 years ago. And a lot of the population wasn't even alive because half of them are under 18. I'm just being honest. It's It almost feels like they're purposely sabotaging Israel or something because like to have a talking point like that. And that was his own video. He put it in his own video. He's like, see, they support Hamas. They had an election in 2006. I mean, are they really civilians when we blow it up? It's like, no one believes this stuff. It's it's insane that there's not better talking points. I think I don't know what they're thinking or why they keep like, I, I don't know. But if you look at that on Twitter, any social media, 99% of the crowd is like, dude, this is debunkable in three different ways with anybody with an internet connection in five seconds. I don't know why. Like, and that kind of shows the inner workings of like, yeah, I mean, they deserve it because they voted in 2006, even though most of the people that are here were, did not vote. But we're innocent because of this, but they're guilty because of that. And it's like, 
are you I don't I don't understand what they're trying to accomplish, but it's just making more and more people question the narrative and and not support that side. So you got to find a better argument than that. It's it's ridiculous. But anyway, here's Trump talking about his idea of a new totally not socialist, quote unquote, free school that is going to combat, you know, critics of Israel, because that's what's really important to Trump. Let's play a clip. I have a bunch of clips. So here they are. And then we'll get to comments later. In recent weeks, Americans have been horrified to see students and faculty at Harvard and other once-respected universities expressing support for the savages and jihadists who attacked Israel. So the first thing he says about the American schools that he wants to build is, you know, how dare American citizens not side with our greatest ally that I support. So it's like, you know, we got to change these schools in America so they support the foreign country I want them to support. It's the first, that's your first point? That's the first thing you said? All right. We spend more money on higher education than any other country, and yet they're turning our students into communists and terrorists and sympathizers of many, many different dimensions. We can't let this happen. It's time to offer something dramatically different. Under the plan I'm announcing today, we will take the billions and billions of dollars that we will collect by taxing, fining, and suing excessively large private university endowments. And we will then use that money to endow a new institution called the American Academy. Its mission will be to make a truly world-class education available to every American, free of charge, and do it without adding a single dime to the federal Nice. So free college. Uh, before I play the next clip, he said the schools are turning people into communists, true, uh, terrorists, sympathizers of a foreign country that we don't want. And it's like he's doing the same thing that Dave Rubin and Alan Dershowitz are doing, where it's like they're all Nazis. They're all terrorists. You know, they all voted for this. They're all in on it. And it's like we need to now build a school where they can't do that. And it's like, are you sure this is for America, bro? Uh, a free socialist college? You think the federal government's going to be able to make a good one. Uh, we'll see. This institution will gather an entire universe of the highest quality educational content covering the full spectrum of human knowledge and skills and make that material available to every American citizen online for free. Whether you want lectures or ancient histories or an introduction to financial accounting or training in a skilled trade, the goal will be to deliver it and get it done properly using study groups, mentors, industry partnerships, and the latest breakthrough in computing. This will be a truly top-tier education option for the people. It will be strictly non-political, and there will be no wokeness or jihadism allowed. None of that's going to be allowed. Most I would trust a Joe Rogan podcast to him smoking weed with Elon Musk before I trusted the federal government providing me with information uh, from a free school that's online that the government tells me what to think. And Trump's saying there's going to be no jihadism there, as if he even knows what the word jihad actually means. It's like basically he's just like, we need to make a new school that that doesn't disagree with my the foreign person, by the way, uh, or the foreign government that I support. By the way, there was a vote for foreign aid, $14 billion of foreign aid. Every single Republican voted yes, except for two. Can you guess the two who didn't vote? I'll just tell you. Thomas Massey, Marjorie Taylor Greene, both coincidentally also constantly called anti-Semites, because if you don't want to give foreign aid to that country, 
you know, you get called anti-Semitic and they you lie about you in the press. And then Donald Trump says he has to eliminate any school of anyone who thinks otherwise, because he's got to build these new government schools where you absolutely have to, you know, like not think like Thomas Massey. You got to think like everyone else in the Republican Congress. Uh, last clip of it, and then we're going to move on. The American Academy will compete directly with the existing and very costly four-year university system by granting students degree credentials that the U.S. government and all federal contractors will henceforth recognize. The Academy will award the full and complete equivalent of a bachelor's degree. In addition to help the 40 million Americans who have some college education but no degree, the American Academy will grant credit for past coursework at legacy institutions and give you the chance to complete your education at the American Academy for free and much more quickly than is now possible or available. This will be a revolution in higher education and will provide life. Oh, I don't know where my stream went, but let me know real quick. What do you guys think before, um, before I move on to the next topic? Let me know if you think it's a good idea for Trump to create a school to combat Israel critics and far left wing woke policies that are absolutely terrible in the schools. Do you think that a free school, I'm going to read a few and then I'm going to move on. A free school provided by the government will solve that problem. I don't, I mean, someone said good idea. Someone said, sounds like socialism. Someone says fully compromised. Someone says Massey supports DeSantis for president. I'm just going to read a few more. Someone said Trump is a paid liar. Someone said it's a dumb idea. It's a good idea. I'm just curious. I don't know. I'll, I'll read more at the end. I just wanted to say, see what you guys thought. I'm going to read a few things and then we're going to move on to just some of your opinions. This is uh, Jason Miller. I think he's one of Trump's campaign guys. I just want to show you some recent things that uh, Trump has been saying in the press. They've been covering it fully. Here's Jason Miller sharing a free beacon video. It says, I'm for Israel first. Trump backs military aid for Israel and Netanyahu. In the article, he says he's for Israel first. And I'll just read part of it. He said, in terms of lobbying for Congress, Israel's number one for years, said Trump. And now you look at the way they're treated by Tlaib and AOC plus three. You know, it's amazing the way they're being treated. They're being treated very, very badly. And a year or two ago, Trump said in an interview on, on the radio, Yo, I listened to it. He said, until recently, Israel literally owned Congress, and that was a good thing. So Trump needs to build a school that nobody can question them while he's saying that they own Congress. And he's saying it's really bad that a few people don't fully support them like everybody else. I'm just being honest. And they called Trump anti-Semitic for that because they said, oh, that's so anti-Semitic that you said that they own Congress. That's not true. You're an anti-Semite, Trump, even though he loves Israel. Long story short, if you look at the vote, all of the Republican Party, except for Thomas Massey and Marjorie Taylor Greene, voted yes. And if you look at certain votes when it comes to co condemnation bills, everybody except for 10 people, Thomas Massey, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, like everybody votes the same way except for like 10 people. And Trump looks at that and he's like, that's not enough. They need to, they need every, everybody needs to be on their side. And we need to build schools to make everybody on their side. And we need to pass school bills to make sure everybody's on their side and pass executive orders to make sure everybody's, it's like, and you have people like Nikki Haley, I just want to show you, they're trying so hard to pass new laws, bills, executive orders to combat anti-Semitism. And it doesn't work because you can't legislate hate speech and, and police 
what people say and think about foreign policy and think that the problem's going to go away. I just want to show you two things real quick. It's going to be Nikki Haley saying that anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism and a Jewish liberal explaining that it's not. And, you know, basically Nikki Haley's not even Jewish and she wants to eliminate that thought process completely without having a discussion or a debate about it. And I just want to show you real quick because my idea of winning the argument is just winning the argument. It's not literally making it like pseudo illegal to even say or think it. It just makes more people on the other side. It's kind of like the clip I played at the beginning with Dershowitz. Like, if you say I support Israel for this reason, this reason, this reason, it's like, I respect that. You know, we did this, but I support this. And there's bad people on the other side. I respect that. Hamas is a terrorist group. I respect that. But when you say they voted for Hamas in 2006, so I mean, are they really even civilians because of an election 17 years ago when half the population's under 18? Now, it just feels like, and then you calling it the other side, like they're all everything we need to get. It's like, now it just doesn't seem very believable. Um, here's a few things real quick, and then we're going to get to some comments. Nikki Haley keeps saying this. Anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. No federal funds for, for schools that don't combat anti-Semitism. It's exactly what Trump's trying to do, too. He's Nikki Haley in an orange costume. They're exactly the same. So is DeSantis. Jacob Silverman makes a point. He said, why do, why do I have the right to return to but Palestinian refugees and their descendants do not? I'm from Los Angeles. He says, my religion is Judaism, not Zionism. Someone says, what is the difference between Judaism and Zionism? I think I understand the difference from a secular perspective, but I'd like to hear your distinction. Jacob Silverman says, Judaism is a religion. Zionism is ethno-nationalism. I'm not asking people to agree with this guy. I don't care. But Nikki Haley would look at this guy and say, you're anti-Semitic. And this guy would say, no, I'm Jewish. And, and she'd say, no, anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. And he's like, no, it's not. I'm Jewish and I don't think so. There's millions of Jewish people that don't think that. And then there's millions that do think that. More, more agree with Nikki Haley, but still there are millions of people that don't believe that criticism of a foreign country means they hate everything. But that's it's not just that they're saying that. And there's a reason I keep talking about all of this. In my view, it's the missing link of politic. That same media outlet that wrote that about Trump, how he said that he's Israel first, is the same media outlet that started the escalation of the smear campaign against me, calling me anti-Semitic because I interviewed Vivek Ramaswamy and because I've said certain things about, you know, donors paying off politicians to get certain objectives, which is 100% true. And now Trump is saying, well, now we need a school where you can't criticize this country. And Nikki Haley is saying, we need more laws where no federal funding goes to this. They're all the same. And then the left wing is like, can I say this? And they're like, no, that's hate speech. So now the sides have flipped. I'm not saying the left is your friend. They're not. But it's like, they're like, here's my opinion about foreign policy and religion and race. And it's the Republican Party that's saying, no, that's hate speech. No, we need to cut federal funding. No, you're not allowed to say that. No, you're not allowed to do that. No, you're not allowed to protest. Well, technically, you're all terrorists because of an election in 2006. So I mean, you're all kind of in on it. And Dave Rubin's calling everybody Nazis and they're calling everybody Hamas. And it's like, the right has turned into the left. They are snowflake liberals, safe space, anti-First Amendment traitors. And I'm not saying like, uh, you know, on this topic, they're they're a joke. And Trump's the same as DeSantis. And DeSantis is the same as Nikki Haley. And she's the same as Meghan McCain. They're all saying and doing the same exact thing. And the crazy part is it's not combating hate. It's not going to stop hate. It's not going to stop people from having an opinion. It's just going to raise tension in this country. And it's like, I don't even care about the next election at all anymore. Trump, DeSantis, it doesn't matter because they're all the same. They'll all do the same thing. They're just like little actors tricking you. And, you know, 
I've never like the, 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 the dynamic, it just, it makes me not even care about any other topic anymore because the sheer intellectual dishonesty of people like Ben Shapiro and Dave Rubin and Nikki Haley and Trump and DeSantis on this topic, where on one hand, they will call you anti-Semitic if you say that anybody likes Israel. They're like, oh, it's anti-Semitism to say Jewish people like Israel. That's the dual loyalty pledge. You can't say that, Thomas Massey. And then on the same topic, there's millions of Jews that aren't loyal to Israel. And then the same people that say you can't say that we are, they say you're not allowed to not be loyal to Israel. So it's like they're bullying their own people into having the same foreign policy as them and doing it via complete exaggerations, complete uh, speech policing, trying to shut down protests, shut down free speech. In France, they banned Palestine protests. Dave Rubin cheered. Now they're trying to make anti-Zionism illegal. They're trying to basically outlaw criticism of Israel. And it's like saying, if you don't, if you don't like Italy's foreign policy, then you hate Italy and you hate Italians and you need to be shut down. It's total nonsense. But the Republican Party's in on it. And the thing is, the reason they write 15 smear articles about me all the time now, and they're going to try every time I do anything, they're going to try to make me look bad. They're calling me an anti-Semitic rapper, an anti-Semitic this, an anti-Semitic that, trying to bully me into being a total sellout like everyone else. Donor money controls politics. If big pharma pays politicians, they want certain objectives. If the military industrial complex pays certain politicians, they want certain objectives. If Ken Griffin pays the, you know, DeSantis, he probably wants something in return. If the Koch brothers pay people or if George Soros pays people, there's probably some foreign or domestic policy that they want in exchange for the money or else they wouldn't be donating the same way if I had a billion dollars and I paid Trump, I'm not doing it for free. There's probably something I want out of it. And that's how politics works. So when there's mega donors on the right who give hundreds of millions of dollars to Trump and DeSantis, and they tell you what they think, and Trump pardons people that are friends with them, and they fly in their jets, it's like, that's what's going on. But if you point it out, right-wing press descends on you like vultures, and Dave Rubin turns on you, and everybody starts calling you names. And it's like, okay, I guess we got to play stupid now. And now socialism's good because Trump's going to build a school where you can't criticize them. And now he's printing trillions of dollars for the vaccine industry. And that's totally cool because he's my friend. And it's like the whole Republican Party is just a, a shit show at this point. And it's all fake. And, uh, you know, let me know what you guys think in the comment section. But this is this last couple of weeks has been like an interesting whirlwind just showing how quickly they could show throw Republicans back into like the George Bush era of not thinking straight. And the left, a broken clock is right twice a day, but they're not even right for the right reasons. But at the end of the day, you know, what are you going to do about it? You're going to cut funding from schools. You're going to make a new uh, school. Someone said in the comment section, nuke Iran. If you want to join the military and fight a war with Iran, you could try. But it's like, I, what do you want to kill? Like 70 million innocent people or something? You want this, the whole country nuked? Is that, I don't, what do you, I don't know if you, you know, why don't you join the army? You sound like you want to start a war. Um, here's the thing, too, with with that type of speech. I'm just curious, like, where do you guys draw the line with what should be allowed to be said at a protest? Like if a bunch of right wing Zionists go to a protest and they say, I want to turn Gaza into a parking lot. Should they be censored? Is that considered, you know, if someone says they want to nuke Iran or the other side says we want Israel to go, go go somewhere else and Israel says we want Palestinians to go somewhere else, what should you shut down? You know, where's the line of free speech? Because I think both sides will be hypocritical about it and call each other genocidal, but they both do it. You know what I'm saying? So where do you draw the line with free speech? If If someone on the right says let's nuke them into a parking lot, 
should they be shut down too? Like you, you would see right-wing Zionists. They'd be like, no, 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 no. They shouldn't be shut down. We should turn it into a parking lot. And it's like, okay. But then when the left does the same thing or when like Palestinian activists say the same like thing, they'll be like, oh my gosh, shut down the protest. We got to cut that. It's like, but you just did that. You know, everybody's a hypocrite. That's this country. Like everybody's hypocritical. Everybody's fake. You know, the left wants something two weeks and then they don't want to give it to you three weeks and the right wants something. And in this the pot, the only positive I could take from this situation, we've been talking about it, is both sides are lifting the veil. Like, you know, if you call a few people anti-Semitic over false premises, it sticks a little more. If you're calling billions of people in the world anti-Semitic, like, you know, the whole Arab world's anti-Semitic. All the protesters are anti-Semitic. Everyone's anti-Semitic all the time. You know, they even call Ben Shapiro anti-Semitic when he says Bernie Sanders isn't really Jewish or something. And then they call Donald Trump anti-Semitic when Donald Trump says Israel owns Congress. They say, hey, Donald Trump, that's a trope. That's an anti-Semitic trope. And Trump goes, I'm not anti-Semitic. I support Israel. And it's like, well, technically you pass speech laws and anti-protest laws that define anti-Semitism. And what Trump said is technically anti-Semitic according to his own speech laws you know so it's like he wants to pass these bills that expand the definition then he says some stupid crap and then the left calls him anti-semitic and he says i'm not that but it's like you're not that you love israel and you do a lot for them but you did pass a new definition of what it means through legislation so technically you're not following your own hate speech rules which is why there shouldn't be hate speech rules policing race and religion like what is you know is it racist to say that like black people do well in the nba on average it doesn't mean everyone black's good at basketball that's not true and it doesn't mean white people aren't good i mean yochis there's a lot of white People out there really doing well in the last couple of years. The, you know, the NBA is getting more diverse, but it's getting more diverse naturally. It's because Austin Reeves and Nikola Jocic can ball. It's not because they're white and they wanted to diversify. It's like, you know, what, like, are you not allowed to talk about patterns? Like, what is, like, you know, who gets to say what's racist? Some people would be like, you know, you can't say that. You can't say this. You can't know this at. You can't talk about this. You can't say that, but, but you can exaggerate about other stuff. Like, where, where do you draw the line? If you, write about white people invented toilet paper and it's white supremacy because toilet paper is white. Why isn't it black and made of charcoal? It's like, is that racist? I don't, I don't use the word racist. You could say anything you want about white people and I'm not going to call you racist because the word just doesn't mean anything anymore. And also I'm not very fragile where it's like, I get it. You know, you want to make Ariel black. It's like, okay, I don't, go ahead. You know, like, okay, I'm not going to watch it. Someone else can make their own daily wire, can make their own children's network and come back. You know, it's like the 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 child childishness of politics is really destroying America. And Trump and DeSantis are are the false messiahs at this point because they're really just the other side of the coin doing everything that they hate with other topics. And I would say more and more people are realizing that I'm not pessimistic, I'm not negative, and I don't believe it's because hate is just rising all over the place. I think, and I've said this before, but it's worth repeating, then I'll read some comments. In order to have peace among the races, the religions, the activist groups, the country. It includes an honest conversation, right? It includes an honest conversation. But people don't want to have an honest conversation. They just want to yell at each other. So tension raises. You can't pass a Nikki Haley school rule and, and just expect every school student to be like, oh, now I love Israel. And I agree with Alan Dirt. Like, it doesn't work that way. You got to, you know, you have to provide honesty and both sides need to be more honest. And the problem in this country is everyone acts like children. They don't want to. You know what I'm saying? If they wanted to stop 
anti-Semitism and hate and all this stuff, when they wrote 15 smear articles about me and lied about me, and I gave them an email and said, here's what I really think if you want to publish it, because you know, you could there are people that are against the state of Israel and against Zionism and they don't think it should exist. I'm not one of them. I'm if I was, I'd just say it. I've said enough controversial stuff. I think Israel has the right to exist. I think they have the right to defend themselves. But also, if you say that everybody in Gaza ele elected Hamas in 2006, so they deserve to die, like nobody likes that. And if people don't like you, it's not like hate's rising. It's like you suck and you're lying, and the whole world knows you're lying. So instead of trying to please speech, why don't you just be more honest? And instead of being more honest, they're like, how about we just smear everybody and call them names and try to outlaw the truth? It's like, that's only going to make people not like you more. Why would you do that? But it's like, you know, you could do say and do what you want. But it's like when I was like, why don't you publish what I really think if you're going to try to make the whole Israeli world hate me off of like three quotes out of context? I'm not saying everybody's in on it because they're not. In fact, it's clear that not everybody in that race and religion have the same opinions because there's millions of people that are on the side of Palestine that are Jewish and left wing and uh, some that are right wing, but mostly left wing. And Ben Shapiro doesn't want to allow them to exist in that fashion. So it's like they're, the, the Zionist side doesn't make sense. They always lie and they always cover stuff up. It's like if it's anti-Semitism to say that Ben Shapiro has loyalty to Israel, that's one of the speech rules that Trump passed, by the way. And, and, and Ben Shapiro has tweeted it out, too. He said it's anti-Semitism to suggest any Jewish person in America has loyalty to Israel. OK, so Ben does. He doesn't. I thought I thought he but he wants you to have it, but you can't say that he has it, even though he says he does. But you can't say, it. OK, fine. I can't say it because I'm not free in my country, whatever. But then there's like a left winger who's like, hey, I'm not loyal to that country because my religion is not that country. My religion's bigger than that. And they say, well, that's a terrorist. That's Hamas. That's a Nazi. And the, the person's like, no, I'm Jewish. Like, what are you talking about? And they're like, no, you can't think that way. You're not allowed on a college campus to think that way. You can't have both. Like, it doesn't make any sense. You're policing both sides of the argument and forcing people to do something and then saying that no one can say that they're doing it, but you won't allow them not to do it. It's like psychotic. It's like America being schizophrenic. Like, we'll fund the bombs that Israel's dropping. We'll fund Israel. We'll support Israel. We'll give them all our strength and power, and we love you. And then they drop bombs, and then we go over to Gaza, and we're like, yo, it looks pretty shitty here. Do you guys need humanitarian aid? And then we give the people aid that are suffering, and they're suffering because of this war we're supporting. It's like we're, we're like a schizophrenic crackhead in America, and you know it's it's weird. So we just have to have a little more accountability. But the left and the right they don't want to have an honest conversation. So what could you really do when both sides are not willing to be a little more honest? All I know, and I've said this since 2019, you can't pass bills and laws and school stuff and, and all these like new definitions of the word and expect it to lower hate. You're not going to do that. It didn't. And they're like, it's at an all time high or whatever they say. And it's like, why? You passed all these rules. Shouldn't it have worked? What, you need to pass more rules and more speech bills and build new communist Trump schools to make sure nobody can think that way? Like, it's not going to work. It's it's a crazy, like Nikki Haley is crazy, you know? But is she crazy or sold out? I have no idea. I saw Meghan McCain was like, the world would be better if Nikki Haley was president. I'm like, uh, no, but I want to see the, the tweet. This is a Meghan McCain. She says, a lot of problems in this world would be solved if we just nominated Nikki Haley. So I really need Republicans to explain to me in this moment, when the world is on fire and job numbers are such garbage, why are we gambling with a disgraced lunatic? 
Oh, you care about jobs? No, you, it's foreign policy that you like Nikki Haley over Meghan McCain because Nikki Haley's an extension of the McCain foreign policy, which is fine, but just be honest about it. Be like, I like her foreign policy. You think Nikki Haley's going to build more jobs than Ron DeSantis? Like, Ron DeSantis is more proven with domestic work, like, you know, even more proven than Trump is. But Trump also, you know, ha like has a little experience, but like Nikki, like Nikki Haley's going to be the best for You don't care about what she does in America. Stop lying. You, the, the reason that Meghan McCain sides with Nikki Haley over DeSantis or Trump is her aggressive foreign policy that aligns with the McCain foreign policy. Someone said DeSantis is a neocon. They all are. I mean, the, the hope that people have with Trump is they hope that he's different, right? They hope that he'll do something. They hope, but all the signs say like he's not going to really do it. I'm not going to lie. Him in North Korea, that was interesting. You know what I'm saying? Him hanging out with Kim Jong-un, that was interesting. He, the, the fact that the media wanted to drive a wedge between him and Putin, that was interesting. Um, all signs to me show that Trump would start a war with Iran harder than Biden, and Trump would probably start a war with China. And, you know, I think that the American establishment wants those wars. I think the Iran war, the American and Israel collaboration alliance, or whatever you'd want to call it, they've wanted a war with Iran for 20 years, the same way they wanted a war with Saddam Hussein, Gaddafi, you know, like you go down the list, Everybody that they wanted a war with, they got the war. And the only one that it seems like America didn't really win was like Syria. They weren't able to get rid of Bashir al-Assad. With that being said, they've always wanted this Iran war. And Trump would definitely probably start that and, and push that harder. And with China, people don't realize that everybody, you know, I get that they're an adversary and they're not our ally. But if you listen to George Soros on China and Vivek Ramaswamy on China and Trump on China and Biden on China, like if you listen to all them on China, they all say the same thing. So it's like, you know, if they need to like, you know, Nancy Pelosi flies over to Taiwan. So the Uniparty is very aligned on most stuff. But I think if they want to go the war direction with Israel and China, they'd rather have Trump or DeSantis there than Biden because they're more bullish on that war. But I don't know, maybe Trump would finesse something. I think that's the hope that people have is like maybe Trump will, you know, not start a war. Maybe he'll be like totally different. I don't really see it. I see Trump as sold out and compromised like all the rest of them. I think it's pretty clear. But, you know, if people want to roll the dice and roll the dice, you know, I, I, it makes sense. Like, let's try that guy again or let's see what he can do. I just think uh, at a certain point. People we'll realize that only Thomas Massey is like the only one in Congress that's not totally sold out and the rest of them are playing a certain game. So we'll see. I think it's getting closer and closer to people figuring that out. Um, what do you guys think though? It's hard because sometimes the right is right on most stuff. Sometimes the left is right on a few things, but both sides have too big of an ego to ever like figure out why, like why. And they, they just like fight all the time. I don't know. I like is, I think a lot of progress has been made, but at the same time, American politics is so tangled that it's hard to tell. Like, Amer you know, Democrats were right about, you know, getting lobbyists out of politics in 2014, but they just like totally forgot that. Like men in black. It's like, all right, now you just hate Trump and you don't make sense. And they're like, doink. And then it's like Republicans were making so much progress under Trump and MAGA. And then during the lockdowns, it got a little weird and the vaccine stuff was a little weird. 
and now it's just getting super weird. We're like, now that they've turned on the George W. Bush, like, you know, Middle Eastern war thing again, everybody's back to the same talking points. And I'm going to say this again, because it's the most important theme for the next couple months. There's a reason that all the pro-Israel Zionist leaning, uh, you know, influencers are getting ratioed. Like if you go on Twitter, Instagram, everywhere they post, everybody disagrees with them. A large portion of their audience disagrees with them. It's because their talking points don't make sense. It's like when the left argues with the right, the right is starting to gain steam over time because the left doesn't really make sense on a lot of topics. And the only thing stopping a lot of people from figuring that out is all the gatekeepers on the right who also don't make sense. So then people just look at them. But it's like over time, if you just use words to cover it up and you're not making sense, most of the world is going to like surpass your arguments. I really believe that on the pro-Israel Zionist side, for years, they have leaned into censorship and speech laws and anti-protest laws and calling people names and blacklisting them and smearing them and making them look bad and trying to kick them out and getting articles written about them and lying about them. And they've controlled a lot of real estate as far as in conservative media. You know, they have, uh, you know, they have basically been like, if you go in that direction, we're going to make you look bad and not let you go to certain events, et cetera. And I think that that's the strategy they've been doing for a long time now. So now that there's actual like a huge crisis and like everybody's talking about it, not just a few people, like everyone has an opinion, their talking points are just super, super weak. I'm not saying everyone on the Palestine side has good arguments. A lot of them don't. But when they'll say like the, the main three talking points that the pro-Israel pages keep posting, they don't make any sense. It's like what Alan Dershowitz said, like, to, you know, they voted for this. So are they really even civilians? Because they they would probably vote for Hamas again. Because and if you look at that election, it was a close election. It wasn't like a landslide. It was like 40 something percent voted for Hamas. So, you know, we've had bigger landslides in American modern history. So it's like, if you like Israel, I don't care. That's awesome. God bless you. But if that's your talking point is none of them are technically civilians. They're all Hamas. They're all ISIS. They're all Nazis. They're all whoever we don't like, just kill them. And, but we're not killing them. We're not killing anybody, but we think that they, they're all Hamas. So if they're Hamas, then they deserve to die. But because of the 2006 election, it's like, you're kind of showing the world that you are doing what you're saying you're not doing because you know, most people would be like, oh, maybe they're not doing that. But the fact that you're calling them all Hamas, you're like, we're trying to kill Hamas and all of them are Hamas even though the election was in 2006 and half of them are 18, but they're all that. So we're justifying this thing that we're also simultaneously saying isn't happening. Like the world is like, wait, that doesn't make sense. You know, you're not telling the truth. And then you just like double down on it and they'll be like, well, you're a Nazi. And it's like, no. And you're like, well, you're a Palestinian activist. No. Well, you're Hamas. No, no, I'm not. Hamas is in other countries doing cozy TV interviews while you bomb average people. They're, I'm not that. Um, Someone said they killed 1,400 Israelis, bro. Are you playing dumb? I'm not denying that. And I'm not justifying that. That's horrific. It's horrible. I condemn it. It's terrible. But that doesn't change what I'm saying. Did you get what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not denying that at all. It's horrible. It's terrible. I think they have the right to defend themselves. I think they have the right to exist. Israel, I'm talking about. But if they say the whole population... There's a reason you're losing support. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm trying to like help out, like figure out an argument that makes sense. Cause if you lean into these top three arguments that don't make sense, more and more, like every page I follow that's posting this stuff, 
90% of their audience is disagreeing with them. Why have they lost the left? Why have they lost the right? Why have right-wing influencers lost their own audience? Why are they like, there's a re there is a reason it's because their talking points don't make sense. I'm just being fair, like figure out a better one. Um, Someone said, do they have the right to steal land and murder Palestinians? I'm not the czar of the Middle East, so my opinion about what the side can do doesn't matter. But I, you know, it depends who you're talking to to say what they're doing or what they're not doing. But I think when the when the talking points are so bad on the one side, no one believes what they're saying because, you know, and I think that's what's really bothering people is I think that usually they're used to no one being able to question it. If you can't question it, there's no way you can say that they're even lying because it's like pseudo illegal to even question it. So now that there is open discussion, you see what's happening is people aren't trying to get better talking points. They're trying to shut down protests. Dave Rubin is justifying the shutdown of protests in countries while he's calling every protester a Nazi. Do, do you get it? It's like his argument's not good. So he has to shut down the opposition. Listen, you could call them whatever you want. But like, if you call them 1930s or 20s Germans, when they're a bunch of liberals that are pro-Palestine, like now your word means nothing. Everyone knows you're lying. Everyone knows. So what are you going to do when everybody knows you're lying? You just keep lying. You try to censor protests and speech and exaggerate about it and use the same exaggerations as the left. It's not working. It's a terrible strategy. It doesn't work. If you want people to be on your side more then you got to like, figure out a message that actually makes sense. But I don't think people want to do that for whatever reason. I don't understand why. Did I see the segment with Peterson's daughter about the conditions the Palestinians are forced to live in? I have not. I'm sure it's horrific there. It's a crazy place. Like it's, you know, I understand it's a complex issue, but there's like checkpoints. You can't go here if you're a Palestinian. It's a crazy place to live. I wouldn't want to, when they say, why don't you go there? I don't want to go there. Uh, you know, I don't want to visit. I don't want to do reporting there. It's dangerous, especially now. It's the last place I'd want to be. They're openly killing journalists in Gaza. So I, that's the last place I want to be. You know, people are just getting gunned down and their whole family's bombed in, in Gaza right now if they're journalists. So it's not, it's not a place I want to be. It's not a country I have any like significant ethnic background to, um, but let me see. Someone said the China thing. I don't know. Let me see. War is old men talking and young men dying. Yeah. I mean, that is true. That's definitely what's going on. But someone said France just made calling out Israel one year in jail in the Western world. Because if you look at like Islam, what can't you do in like Dubai? It's like in Dubai, you can't steal. You can't really criticize a law or, you know, I think that's a rule. There's like certain things you can't do in, in Saudi Arabia. And you're like, okay, it's clear who's running the show here because you can't criticize Islam to a heavy extent. You can't steal, you know, and they have like Islamic principles baked into the, uh, into the country. A lot of them are common sense principles that most police follow, but they just go further. And that's why they don't have crime. You could call it authoritarian. Uh, some people like it, some people don't. But in in those countries, it's clear like it, you're not free. You're not free to say any, everything in Saudi Arabia. We rule you and this is what you do. It's authoritarianism for Islam. If you go to the Western world, 
what are you not allowed to say? What is the most heavily censored and, and criti- things that gets you in trouble in the Western world? I would say it's criticism of Israel. In multiple countries, you can go to prison if you question their history. If you question World War II, you go to prison in Germany. If you question Israel now in, in France in certain ways or protests, you know, it could be a penalty or jail time. And I'm telling people in America, they're trying to do that in America. And Trump, DeSantis, and Nikki Haley are in on it, and they're the ones doing it. So it's the false paradigm. Your biggest heroes are the ones that are trying to turn America into anti-free speech Europe. And they're bragging on the State Department website that anti-Semitic acts are criminal when it's against the law. And they're like showing you we're trying to make this more and more and more and more illegal. So America turns into Europe where you go to prison for stuff. And, you know, regardless of what it is, I don't think Americans should give up their First Amendment right. But in 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 Europe, that's the one thing that you like. You could be left wing and, and protest for George Floyd, and they don't care. But if you're left wing and you and you protest Israel, they're making it illegal all over the Western world, all over America. You can't boycott. You can't do this. Trump wants to build an entire new socialist school in order to stop people from criticizing them. And there's going to be a bunch of drooling MAGA hat wears saying like, "Oh my gosh, this is so great." It's like socialism's awesome for Trump to like, where was this idea five years ago? It came now because he's <laughs> like, okay, we got to shut down the criticism here. Um, someone said Trump over anomaly, bro, you could think what you want. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not trying to compete. I'm not trying to argue. You could think what you want. You know, I look at you like a drooling sheep tard, just like walking towards the slaughter. Like, I don't want to hear anything he says. It's like, you know, can, can you even accurately disagree with anything I said here? Do you have one actual thing? Are you just like drooling and like, just like, I like character. I character like him. I have nothing to say though. Okay then cool. Wow. Put on your hat and put on your shirt and you know what I'm saying? Drink your little Coors Light because Bud Light's gay now and you drink Coors Light because you're a straight man, you know, like go, you know, knock yourself out, go to the rally, wave your flag. I don't care, you know, but there's nothing you could really say about what I said because it's all true. Um, And it's the right that's going to usher this in, you know, they both sides, like they're working hand in hand. It's like the left wing, you know, locks down harder. The right wing locks down and gives them money. The right wing does socialism for vaccines. The left wing forces it, but the right didn't mean to. They just gave big pharma money. You know, look at Pfizer and Moderna. They're not even doing well now. They needed all that stuff in order to have a huge couple years. And now they're not doing good. It's like, dude, all the stuff that we got persecuted under COVID, it wouldn't be allowed if Republicans were actually conservatives and libertarians and principled you know, capitalists instead of socialist, communist psychopaths who care more about a foreign country than America, but they're not, and they're all doing it. So that's why you got all this stuff. It's not a mistake. The only people that think it's a mistake are naive Americans who just keep want to, you know, making the same mistake over and over. So I don't, you know, I don't care. Like you get, when, when you can't intellectually explain like why what I'm saying is wrong and you just yell someone's name, like you're just a fan. Let me see. Ian said, do you realize that you always, you're always right and everyone else is always wrong, right? LOL. No. Do you, can you, I mean, can you say like, I have actually, uh, I have an actual open platform where like you can, you can explain like what part of what I said was wrong, but if you can't say anything and you just yell somebody's name, you sound really dumb. You know, it's like, I don't want to think MAGA. 
it's like a it's like a chant it's like a conservative chant where it's like i'm team sports ball i don't i don't everything you said makes perfect sense but i don't want to hear it because i want to play football with my team it's like that yeah that doesn't disprove anything i've said if you can write something and make sense and i read it and it makes more sense than what i've said then then you're right but if you can't say anything then it doesn't make any sense um someone said anomaly you do great not a paid liar for sure uh Derek Chauvin is going to appeal. It's been revealed. I mean, that was a very political and social case, and I'm sure they'll probably let him out of jail in 2024 so everybody burns down America and votes for Biden or something. So I, I could see that being the next, like, you know, them trying to rally the troops again. Hey, Patriots, left-wingers, you want to you wanna get angry again for the election season? It's like, we'll see. Uh, someone said, so it's my show. It is. Someone said very mature calling people names. Sheep tard. It's part comedy, so I don't, you know, I'm going to make jokes. Sorry. Let me see. I'll read some. Uh, I want to read a few. Someone says, Anomaly, I want to talk to you about the AZ statute on CGC emergency power. I can't click those links right now, my friend, but I get sent a lot of stuff all the time. So you could try to send it to me, but let me see. Um, well, China has control of the Haifa port. I don't know if that's true or not, but someone said, we rejoice in suffering as Jesus has suffered from us. Thank you, HODL Crypto. Brian B says, Anomaly is the best. That's fact check true. I'm just kidding. Uh, Ireland loves you. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate it. I love Ireland. Let's hang out sometime, Ireland. Me, you, a pint of brew. Or we could work out and not get not drink beer, but you know, I feel like it's it's cultural out there. Um, let me see. It's not about right or wrong. He's here to inform us and that's what he's doing. But it's like, this is a topic that no one talks about and the rights actively working against. And it's, it, it's hard to talk about, you know, it's a tough thing because it's very, uh, it's very heavily criticized if you mention it, but I've known this since 2019 and I don't mean to keep saying that, but this is when I figured this stuff out and I was like, Oh, Ben Shapiro is a total phony, but he doesn't debate anybody that knows that. Like he doesn't have any conversations about this stuff at all. The one time I even saw someone remotely challenge Ben Shapiro intellectually, like he'll always have on like really dumb leftists or someone else. It was some like British interview and they started bringing up his old tweets about Palestinians to kind of point out his hypocrisy. And he like raged off. And he's like, oh my gosh, this is not, this is not fair. Like, like it was the only time I've seen him actually, like he kind of met a match who, who, who knew that he wasn't being genuine and he just stormed off the interview and he's like, I don't know. This is not, and I was like, okay, all right, well, let's see. Someone said, oh, I like your new jams. You got good flow. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate it. Um, you were breaking through the left, right paradigm for sure. What do you guys think though? Because every time it feels like people are waking up, there's like a new crisis and people just like hit their heads on the wall. I, you know, I would like to believe that people will get through this, but I, I know that the one interesting thing about what's going on is that the right and the left, like the establishment left and the right, they're trying to call billions of people anti-Semitic. And it's like, 
it's a bad move. Cause like, if you're only calling a few people anti-Semitic, people believe you. They're like, oh, they hate someone. And it's like, well, most of them don't know. They're just speaking the truth about speech laws and foreign policy. And they just, they use that word. But anyway, now that's what the, like the Dave Rubens of the world are doing. They're like, they're all anti-Semitic. They're all Nazis. They're all Hamas. And it's like billions of people. You think that really, you think all of Africa, all of the Middle Eastern world, more than half of the Republican party, your own audience, all left wing, like they're all just hate. That's all it is. There's no disagreement. Like there's no possible way anybody could think that Israel's foreign policy is a little bit too much. And they're not like, you know, what about when Netanyahu did the vaccine mandate? Like, are we allowed to criticize that? Or, you know, like, are we, are, or, or is it like America's government is very corrupt, but that government's never made a mistake in their life. And it's not, so it's like, by calling billions of people on earth anti-Semitic, now the left is waking up to what they've been, and they'll still probably use that word. They'll probably be like, oh my gosh, you're an Islamophobe and everyone's going to yell at each other. But now after they've called Elon Musk that word and they've called that, like now half the world is like, okay, when I hear that word, it doesn't mean anything because it's constantly exaggerated and lied about it. And then on the right, you see a lot of millions of people have woke up and I didn't even know Dave Rubin was this fake. I mean, I didn't dislike Dave Rubin to this extent, but now that Dave Rubin is doing everything that he once hated and exaggerating and lying. And like, now there's millions of people that are like, oh, he's not really who he pretended to be. And Ben Shapiro is getting ratioed on X because Elon Musk allows both sides to communicate freely. And, you know, it's like now that people have figured that out, they're never going back to where they were. And every time a situation happens, it just like shows the truth more and more and more and more. So you know, I do see it as like people are figuring stuff out and both sides have had to eat crow on topics that they once were on the other side of. And you could only hope that people come out of this uh, like smarter, but I have no idea like what the general consensus of, of like, what do you guys think in the sense of like, it's weird when I, when I agree with people that I disagree with on almost everything and people that I agree with on over almost everything I disagree with, that's politics. It's like, you know, they want you to not think. They want you to not think and just do whatever your guy does. And that's the trick. Just follow this person and this person will agree with you. But like, that's why it's so important, whether people agree with me or not, to just think a little bit, because if what I'm saying doesn't add up and you can figure out why it doesn't add up, then you shouldn't just follow me on everything I say. You should listen to the counter arguments. But when the counter arguments is they all deserve it because there isn't a 2006 election, that's a really bad, like that's a really bad argument. You know what I'm saying? So I think politics has figured out how to get people to just follow characters and, and influencers. And then they just assume that they must be right on everything because, um, oh, the, I have like a little piece of fuzz on my beanie. I'm sorry. Get it off unprofessional dreamrare.com. You can get an unfuzzy beanie. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that people are figuring it out. Someone say white people have no civil rights. Every other race has protection. I mean, it is fascinating this, like, that's why I personally, not just for that reason, just on a principled stance, when you start doing all these rules, we have to fight Islamophobia, we need to fight anti-Semitism and both sides do. And it's like, uh, what about anti-Christianism, you know, because people are getting killed and displaced in Armenia over Christianity, but nobody cares about that. Like, how come Christians don't have a word? How come there's race rules for everybody, but not this? And like, when you 
do when you say that they just call you a racist so it's like or they call you whatever an islamophobe or an anti-semite they have a word for it but it's like when i read desantis's speech bill in florida he passed a bill in israel the first for bill ever passed on foreign soil he flew out there to pass a bill for florida and say hey we're gonna rig our schools for religious rights and if you read the the definition it's not religious rights because it doesn't even include his religion so it's like desantis is flying to a foreign country that's predominated by another religion that's not his and passing religious speech bills for a different religion but not his own religion and it's like if you're going to pass a religious bill pass it for every religion but if it only includes one religion it's not a religious bill and if you read the rules it's not a religious bill it's a don't criticize israel bill and don't even talk about secular non-religious ethnic people of this ethnicity that have nothing to do with the religion and you're not even allowed to say about like talk about ownership of like companies and stuff like it's like it was like a total scam bill and it, it's like I'm all for protecting everybody, but if you're going to pass a lopsided bill, how is that going to do anything? It's not It's not meant to protect anybody. It's meant to sell America out. That's what they're doing. They're selling America out. It's crazy. And if you notice it, they'll call you a name, but it's like, you know, I'm not, I believe in the first amendment, but if you're going to pass a bill, which I don't think you should, if it's not equal to everybody, then it's just a lopsided bill against certain groups. Like, yeah, every, you know, oh, let's pass this bill and stop you know, Native American hate and Asian hate and Indian hate and, and gay hate. And it's like, how is that little piece of paper going to do that? Like it doesn't even do anything, but even if you successfully do do something and it's super lopsided, it only raises tension more when there's inequality. You know what I'm saying? So everything that these politicians do from Nikki Haley to DeSantis, to Trump, to the Democrats, all they're doing is nothing. They're selling the country out they're raising tension. They're probably doing stuff for their donors. And then they'll call it hate speech when you say that that's what they're doing. And then they sit there and say, oh, look, we're we're fighting hate. And then they're like, but at the same time, hate's rising, but we're fighting it, but it's rising. Why is it rising if you're fighting? You're not fighting it properly. You can, in order for Christians, Jews, Muslims, white, black, Asian, in order for everybody to get along and live in a diverse society, you have to be honest about stuff. If you're not honest, if you say, stop Asian hate and Asians are getting beat up in the hood by not white people, but then you say white people are hurting them because of this one event. And it's like, you're going to stop the hate with a hashtag on Twitter because you're blaming white people for Asians getting beat up in the hood. And I'm not saying everyone's doing it, but it's just happening in like certain, certain neighborhoods. It's not safe anymore. And it's like, that's going to fight racism. Like, how's that? How, how is anyone going to like, look at that and be like, Oh, we're all peacefully getting along now. It's like, it didn't change anything. Burning down Minneapolis and lowering the property value and letting crime rise. Cause you're trying to defund the police. How is that going to make like black and white people like each other more? Like how, how did that do anything? How is putting black lives matter in an end zone and having everybody wear face masks for Pfizer How's that going to stop racism? Like, it's like all of these strategies make no sense because the way to stop racial hate is by having an honest conversation among the races of things that we agree with, disagree with, the ways we're exactly the same, the ways that, you know, on average, we're slightly prefer different stuff. The same way an Indian wants to make chicken tikka masala and I'll eat chicken tikka masala, but my family doesn't make chicken tikka masala. It doesn't make you a racist to, to like their food, but understand that it's like their culture. So what we need is an honest conversation. But when there are people that are black and there are people that are white and there are people that are Jewish or Christian or every race 
and somebody comes forward and is willing to be totally honest, the media and the political establishment will destroy them. There are plenty of honest Jewish people in the world. There are plenty of honest Christians and Muslims and plenty of honest black, white, every Asian. And the most honest people from every race that are truly trying to be honest and raw and tell the truth to stop the racial tension, these are the number one enemy of the media. The media hates people that are really honest, you know? And that's the only way to stop racial tension is to be super honest. And the truth is, everything's not the same. And no, it's not cultural appropriation. It's just the truth. It's like, there's going to be pros and cons to everything. Like San Francisco is not the same as Texas. Texas is not the same as Florida. It doesn't mean you hate one. Everything's different. If your skin is darker and you're, you're from Ireland, you know, someone that an Irish chick said to me recently, oh, you tan really well. And it's like, yeah, I guess you don't because you're more Irish and I have more Italian and, you know, part Puerto Rican in me. So I tan a little better because of my ethnic group. Is that racist to say that if you're Irish, you can't stand in the sun? And if you're Nigerian and super black, you probably won't get sunburned. Like, is that is that racism or is that just like science and reality and understanding that having lighter, or darker skin doesn't make you a better soul or a better spirit. It's just like basic physical science of like what to do in the sunshine, you know, but like these are like everyone's like we're exactly all everyone's exactly the same. It's like, sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess. But like then if Dearborn, Michigan gets taken over by Islamic people and the laws change, why did the laws change? Why are they voting for different politicians? Why don't they want LGBTQ books? Why don't they want their kids to be sexualized by liberals? Why don't they, why are they waving Palestine flags, not Israel flags? I don't know. Maybe because they're different than the people you wanted them to be. And maybe it's okay to be different, but we have to be honest about how we are and aren't different. And then we could coexist and live in peace. But if nobody's honest about anything, we're not going to coexist and live in peace. And if the left acts like psychopaths and the right acts like psychopaths, it doesn't matter how many bills Nikki Haley passes. There's not going to be racial and religious tension in this world because everybody's lying and nobody wants to have an honest conversation. And if I come up and have an honest conversation, they'll get mad. And if I bring an honest Jewish person and a Muslim person on my show to have a real conversation, they'll get mad. You know, media gets mad. People, the politicians get mad. So it's like they're not they're only trying to appease their donors and pass laws against the American Constitution. They're not trying to create racial healing, you know, and once you figure that out, it's like, OK, I'm doing my best to do it. Um I'm doing my best to calm people down and, and make them realize that it's not like random people's fault, what, what's going on in politics and government. So um, let me read a few. Someone said, no, we're all exact. No, 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 no. We're, we're exact clones of each other. The fact that we're different makes the world a, a good place. Bill Casey said, you're having an incoherent conversation. What I just said over the last three minutes, Bill Casey, is more intelligent, more profound, and more important than anything you've ever publicly said in your life. So no, you could stand on a stump somewhere and speak, and whatever you're saying is a thousand times more incoherent than what I said, and nothing you ever say to the public will ever matter as much as what I just said. So if that's incoherent, incoherent, you're irrelevant in all capitalization. So you know what I said is highly relevant. It's in incredibly important. And it's like everything that's going on, but I don't know. Do you want to like drool and watch the Denver Broncos and wipe your ass with a MAGA hat or something? What do you want? Are you mad because you, you want to wave a flag in the street and yell at somebody's face? I don't, what part, what part was incoherent about it? The fact that you're not intelligent or honest enough to get what I'm talking about. Okay. Knock yourself out, bro. Um, someone said the only peace that's coming is false peace. 
Well, total peace, I don't think is is possible amongst like a bunch of. Uh, I'm not making sense, bro. You spelled sense like a kindergartner. S e n c e. You're not making sense, bro. Figure out how to spell sense, and then you could type to me. If you can't spell, then you should go read a book. You know, start with Where's Waldo. Go to the Berenstein Bears. Level up. Then maybe you could read a Harry Potter book, and then you know, then we could talk politics. But uh, some some people are slow anomaly. It's fine, but it's like you don't, you know, it's like coming here like you're incoherent. Okay, then click the X button or or, or say something coherent. But if you can't spell, I'm gonna make fun of it because you're trying to act like what I'm saying is so not important that you're listening and typing blibber blabber because you don't know how to spell properly. Um, someone said you're a straight thinker, but crazy times ahead. I'm ready. Uh, someone said, man, <laughs> people are negative. I don't care. I mean, it's fun. It's like a. It's like somebody standing up at a comedian and being like, you suck. And then you make fun of the person and they're like, oh, my gosh, why did you make fun of me? It's like you yelled in a crowded room. You know, you're you're, you're yelling at the person talking. So then they make fun. That's like cl classic comedy. Uh, let me see. Anomaly and monetized. I don't I don't know what that means. Anomalized and monetized. Oh, <laughs> that's kind of funny. Um, come on, Anomaly. Don't talk out of three sides of your mouth. I don't I don't even know what you're talking about, but whatever. I don't know. I thought what I said about race is totally true, but you know, I don't personally, obviously like it, I don't want to use the word extremist cause that's too like lied about, but like people that are fake activists don't like me, but like normal people of every race and religion like me because I'm like an honest person. Like I could go to like different events and be like, Oh, this guy's a good guy. But like the people that tend to not like me, are the race hustlers and the phonies and the frauds, you know, like those are the people that are like, no, you know, we can't allow peace. We can't allow the races to get along. We need to act exaggerate about everything all the time. And that's really going to create racial healing. And it's like, it's not though, you know, we, we need to pass a speech law in order to get the races to like each other. It's not going to work. We need to cancel the protest. I'm Dave Rubin. I'm a fraud. Okay. Okay, dude, we get it. You're a liar. And not like he's fighting with Candace Owens on Twitter and Vivek Ramaswamy. What Candace and Vivek are saying is true. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to act like it's not true. Dave supports speech policing. Dave, Dave Rubin supports the shutdown of protests. Dave Rubin is not honest or genuine about the policies that DeSantis and Trump passed because it redefined anti-Semitism and passed basically a hate speech rule into legislation in order to police aspects of certain societies. And if it weren't true, they don't need to pass a bill. They don't need to pass a new bill for religious freedom that only includes one. Dave Rubin is a liar. And he's getting corrected by Vivek and Candace. And the amount of people that believe Dave the Fraud Rubin is getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller because Vivek and Candace are telling the truth about this stuff. And he's like, that's not what it was. That's not what it was. What was it then, Dave? Read the bill aloud. Say, say the new definition that they defined. Read the definition of how they now define anti-Semitism. It's very clear. You could read it aloud. There's 15 different things it means. Go ahead, read it, Dave. Tell tell your tell your audience that that was passed through legislation. Does it make it completely illegal? No, but why? You know why? Like, why not pass an anti-Christian law at schools? Why don't we have that? Because Christians don't have good lobbyists. Because Christians don't have that much political representation. Why don't we pass a rule that says if you if you say Christians ever did anything wrong, then you don't get federal funding. If you say that Christians ever made a mistake, you know, in their entire lives, then you don't get federal funding. 
if you say that Christians own a media company, that's anti-Christophobe, and now you, you can't protest on a college campus. You can't protest Christians, and you can't disagree with any aspect of any Christian group ever, or else we'll just say that you hate all of us, and that's going to be the rule. Uh, but it's, it's totally not illegal. It's just you can't go here, 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 here. Oh, the vaccine is not we're not forcing the vaccine on you. We just don't allow you to go here, 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 and here if you don't have the vaccine. I mean, you can exist and live. You just can't go to the New York Knicks game. You can't travel. You can't go on a cruise. You can't have a job. I mean, we're going to try to make you poor and ruin your family. You can't see your family in the hospital. You can't even go to the hospital in some cases, but we're not for, it's not mandatory. You know, that's like, okay, yeah, technically, yeah, they're not forcing it in your arm but they're making it very difficult to live in society. And as these laws and these rules go more and more and more and more, Dave and Ben provide cover for them and say, oh, no, it's not happening. You're lying, Candace Owens. You're lying, Vivek. It's not a rule. It's not illegal. It's like, then what is it, Dave? What What is the law? Why? What does it do then? Why, if it does nothing, then why pass it? What is, what is it for? Well, it's to stop people from saying what I don't want them to say at this area. And it's like, okay, so... It doesn't make people agree with you. It's only it's it's only making more people disagree. You know, it's it doesn't make sense. Um, someone said, "Dude, anomaly love Candace Ramaswamy and Trump and you too." Thanks for always bringing the retrospect. I don't want anybody to dislike anybody, but question Trump. Treat Trump like a politician. Pretend that Trump is Mitt Romney and question his, his, his what he does when he does something wrong. If Republicans just pretend like everything Trump does is amazing, Republicans will fail. They will get led to the slaughter. That's all I'm going to say. Don't hate them. You don't have to not like them. But please, if DeSantis passes a bill that you don't like and you say DeSantis bad and you know, Trump passes the same thing and you say Trump good, DeSantis bad, you know, that's the problem, you know, pay attention to what he does because Trump is like the ultimate salesman. Trump is the ultimate salesman that he'll just be like, here's exactly what they did, but it's called a freedom city and a socialist school to stop criticism of a country. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, we're going to fight the left. You're not. He's just a salesman for the same ideas that you would never accept. Now you're accepting them. Trump and people said anomaly starting to attract this and that. Listen, I have left wingers, right wingers, progressives, uh, conservatives, libertarians. Uh, you know, I have over a billion views. I have probably tens or hundreds of millions of shares. I get millions of views on Instagram every week. I have, you know what I'm saying? I get hundreds of thousands of views on, on other social media. Like I'm not going to police who's watching and who's not watching. And please don't judge me based on what a few comments say, because, you know, this will probably get watched by like a hundred thousand people when it's all said and done. And 99% of them don't comment. So if I'm attracting a certain crowd that you don't like, or you say that it's this, well, why are they listening? And do they agree with everything? And if they don't agree with everything, then that's a good thing. At least they're considering what I'm saying. Um, you know, when people try to do the guilt by association, this has happened by both parties. The left said, they told me that they took down my Instagram page, or, or I'm sorry, my Instagram video because of comments. Well, someone in the comments pushed a conspiracy theory. So now because someone commented that on a video with a thousand comments, you're accountable for the comment. That's what left wing did. And the right says it too. Why did he retweet you? Why did this person retweet you? And it's like, uh, I don't know. Why, why did, 
why did AOC retweet you one time? I like, are you a guilt by association? Now, anybody that shares your stuff, if you, you know, if I do a show in front of 5,000 people and someone you don't like is there, is it, that's my fault. Like, you know, this is the logic that both sides will use. And it's like, I'm saying what I'm saying. I'm not representing anybody else. I'm not aligned with other people. I like to stay by myself. You know, I try to look for the best in everybody. And so, you know, but at the same time, I'm not trying to hang out with everybody and be like, buddy, buddy, I just want to do my own thing. So please don't try to shame me based on what people in the comments are saying. Uh, you know, I'm not, I don't really have live modding. I don't really block people unless they're really acting like psychotic and deranged. And, uh, you know, it's like, the live comment is always a lot crazier than regular comments. Like I think people, the same five to 10 people just come in and spam shit all the time, you know? So it's whatever. Um, let me see real quick. Someone said you're right about free speech and double standards. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. And that's, I'm not saying like, there's certain things that I'll be like, listen, I've been wrong about, or I could be challenged. Like I, I'm waiting for someone to debate me on this topic. They don't want, they don't want to though. They want to just call everyone names and shut down your right to say it. Like, you know, this equals, this equals this, get rid of it completely. I must be right. And now I'm going to say things that are provably wrong. And instead of telling the truth, I'm going to stop people from saying I'm lying. Do you realize how crazy that is where it's like, we need to pass laws and rules that you can't say we're exaggerating or lying. You can't do that in any facet of 15 different categories. And that's how we're going to gain your trust is by not allowing anybody to disagree on these, this and this and this topic. So like, it's like, it's very nuts, you know, it's very authoritarian. And in this country, you know, I, the, the only, I'm not gonna say the only thing, but like, the first amendment is pretty awesome. You know, we don't live in an authoritarian country where you can't disagree with certain things. A lot of countries don't have that. America's losing that. Like you can't disagree in, in Ukraine anymore. They'll take your stuff. They'll arrest you and take your stuff in Israel. If you disagree, you know, and they say that you're going against their war agenda, they can also tr try to do that under an emergency war power in, you know, a lot of middle Eastern countries, you can't criticize the government and criticize this. In America, you know, you might as well keep the right to do that because if they ever take the right away from you, it's not going to be good people doing it. Just look at who runs the government now. The good guys are not going to take that away. It's going to be like the craziest people. Um, let me see. If you think the media has been lying for seven years only, you're thick. I know it's been much longer than that. Trust me. All right. I'm going to read a few more and then I'm going to take off. God bless you. Appreciate it. Let me see. Uh, it's going to get nuttier and nuttier, says Jessica. Anomaly, you need a rumble stream. I have rumble, but I just don't uh, I don't go live there. I get a couple thousand views per rumble page. Let me see. They're so slow. Rumble has like, I don't know. My last video has a thousand views. My other one before, before that has 2.6 thousand to 1.9. Uh, I get like a couple thousand views per rumble video. They just come on like three days late because rumble's infrastructure sucks. I don't know. If I could plug in quickly a Rumble stream, I'd go live on Rumble every day. It just doesn't work for whatever reason. All right, a few more. Let's see. Anybody have any good comments? Someone said, "Is Roseanne on Rumble?" Probably. I don't. I would think she she would be. I think so. Uh, nothing beats censorship. Well, Facebook and YouTube still have better business models with Rumble. As a creator, I could tell you. 
their ads are not as good. They don't pay as much. And the thing is, Rumble's good if they pay you and say, hey, come here and we'll give you a lot of money. But if they're just like, hey, put your videos on here, it's not sustainable. Rumble's only sustainable for Russell Brand and Sneeko and Andrew Tate and all the people that they paid probably to come there, um, which is, I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying like, it's not, they haven't built a business that's strong enough for a creator to really just make it. And also in my view, you don't want to like take away your message from everywhere. Like, you know, if you only are on rumble, it's not a bad thing. I mean, it depends what you want to do, but it is important. Like on X, it's important to join the discussion. Someone has to do it because that's where most people are. TikTok, Instagram. So there's a pro and a con to everything, but I do think that there is some value in being available everywhere. Um, let me see. It's an echo chamber. Someone said, why do you block sticks on Twitter if you're not afraid to debate? Um, I just don't like him. I don't know. I don't block certain people. I block certain people. He was just being annoying, but I, I would be willing to debate him again. He just has to admit he was wrong on inflation and I'll debate him in public. I don't feel like type arguing. Like every time I said something, he'd just be annoying. And he's like a little like skinny Satan worshiper. You know, he sounded like a mosquito. I was like, man, you know, but it's not, I've already debated him publicly for two hours. I, I've been disagreeing with Ben Shapiro for four years. He's never given me a single minute to debate. That's fine. I don't care. I'm just saying I haven't avoided him. I debated him for two hours. Go watch the debate. I said, Biden is not helping. Biden's causing inflation. Biden is not like innocent by any means. But the fact that Republicans printed so much money under COVID and they shut down supply chains and they did 15 days to slow the spread and, and Trump printed more money than Obama that's responsible for at least a portion of the inflation. And if Republicans would have won the election, there still would have been inflation. It might not have been as much, but inflation was coming because of the amount of money printed. That's economics. You can't hand everybody a $1,600 Trump check and say that inflation's not coming. When you give everyone in the country money, inflation's around the corner. That's 100% a fact. Everybody knows it. Everybody says it now. And Sticks tried to lie like a propagandist and say that, no, Trump's 0% responsible. Republicans are 0% responsible. It's all Biden. So if he can admit that he was wrong and he lied about that, I'll, I'll debate him again. But if he can't admit that, he's just a skinny, scrawny, satanic, like little propagandist, like Trump dick rider. And there's no reason to talk to him. It's, it's not an opinion. I don't, you could say you didn't like the name I said or whatever. What I just said is not, it's a, it's a fact. If he can admit that, then I'll have a debate with him. If he can't admit that, then this is a parting of the ways. Stupid people that are that dumb to think that you could print $6 trillion if your name is Donald Trump and it's not going to cause even 1% inflation. You can go listen to a guy that'll tell you that. Like this is time, you know, it's like if you poop your pants and you think that you know, wearing a mask and getting five vaccines is, is the right way to be healthy and not work out. You could listen to Rachel Maddow. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to beg for your attention or support. Like if you're that dumb at a certain point, you can't save somebody, you know? So what I just said is, uh, like if he can admit that we'll have another debate. It is, it's basic economics 101. Of course, everyone knows that though. So it's like my question to him. And, and I'm just curious is, was like, is he dumb? And that on the thing, people are like, oh, you're calling because like I was blown. I thought he was really intellectual. It's like Sam Harris when you thought he was really smart, but he's an idiot. Or like Dave Rubin when he like where I'm like, is this guy dumb or is he lying? Like, you know, even like same with like 
Scott Adams during the pandemic. Like I always thought Scott Adams was really smart. I always thought Sticks was really smart. So then I just have this moment where I'm like, is Scott Adams stupid or is he purposely lying? Because there's no, it's hard to like, you know, for anybody that's knows anything, it's it's hard to understand why they would say all that stuff. So president-elect, can you name why what I said is wrong? You don't think printing $6 trillion and giving everybody a COVID check leads to any inflation, zero inflation. You could just print $1,600, print trillions of dollars, give it to corporations, things, $18 billion to big pharma, just print money and inflation won't come. You believe that? I'm just curious because I don't under, I, I, it's one of these topics that makes like zero sense to me. I'm like, um, let's see. Someone said not a Trump check, Congress and Senate. I don't care who you, but you could blame Mitch McConnell for it. But what happened in 2020, if you think it led to 0% inflation, there's nothing I could do for you. Um, Scott Adams is all right. He's not right on everything. I'm not mad at Scott Adams. I'm just saying during the pandemic, some of the stuff he was saying, I was like, you know, sometimes, and with Scott, I think it's just ego. Like sometimes your ego gets the best of you. Scott's very successful, very smart, seems like a nice guy, but he just couldn't admit for years. He couldn't admit he was wrong about the COVID vaccine. And he had to like play this game. And like years later, he's like, all right, fine, you win, you win. And it's like, it's so hard for certain people to, to admit they made a mistake. And Scott's one of those guys where like, I think, you know, he, he prides himself on his in intellect. So the fact that his own supporters were outsmarting him, he couldn't take that as a sign to change his opinion. He just kept doubling down on it. You know, where it was like, he kept saying like, oh, you think my audience is, Anomaly thinks my audience is smart enough to make decisions on their own without the experts. And it's like, what? You know, like his logic on COVID was so off, but I, I believe his, uh, you know, his stubbornness and his ego. Yeah, he did admit being wrong. No, I know. I like Scott. He blocked me, but that's fine. Uh, he was just wrong about it for a year and a half, and it took him a long, long time to admit he was wrong. I'm glad he, I'm not knocking it. It's fine. I like Scott. I don't dislike Scott. I think he's fine. I think he's an interesting guy. Um, I'm just saying for that period of time, he was wildly wrong and just like couldn't admit it for the longest time. I'm glad he did. It probably makes him feel better, you know, because like if you can't, if you can't, uh, if you can't admit it, it like eats you up inside, I think. So with sticks, I, I think, you know, if he could admit that he was wrong, then I'll have another debate. But if not, I, I don't feel like talking in circles about inflation for an hour. If you don't understand that you can't just hand everybody in America a check and give $18 billion to pharma. Thomas Massey's one of the most honest people on inflation. He says, even all foreign aid causes some aspect of inflation, because if you're printing money and taking money, raising the debt or however you're getting the money and you're giving that money wherever it came from, the Federal Reserve, they printed it, they took it from taxpayer money and you're sending that money overseas, whether it's a million dollars, a billion dollars or a trillion dollars, it's causing some level of inflation. But when it comes to the trillions, it makes a bigger difference. So like, you know, inflation's always kind of happening slowly. It could go. Eh. And then during COVID, they ramp money printer went brr, 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 and they just started printing money like psychopaths. Money, trillions, trillions, trillions. And Trump started it. He started, you could look at the like printing thing and it was like whoosh, the 2020 year. And then Biden got in and kept printing it. But it's like, people really think that if Trump would have won and Republicans would have won, that inflation wouldn't have happened. 
this is the left-right paradigm. They toss it to Biden, and now both sides fight over each other like sheep. And then you got people like Sticks Hexenhammer, fake intellectual, telling people that nothing the Trump administration did led to inflation because he likes them a lot. It's like it's the dumbest argument ever. Massey's right. Any sort of printing, any sort of foreign aid is going to cause some sort of, uh, you know, disadvantage to the taxpayer. It's going to it's it's going to shift the scales of like the the, you know, the value of the currency in some way, even if it's really small. But the bigger money you send, the more it does. So if you, you know, it's like digging a bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger hole. So, you know, I don't like it's not that I don't like to debate. I love to debate. I'm not talking in a circle for two hours to somebody that's pretending like they don't understand how economics works. Like either he's really dumb. I don't think that's the case. I think he knows he's lying or he's so, war you know, he doesn't, he, he, he's like a satanic 666 like scrawny guide where, he, you know, he has no religion. So maybe he made Trump his religion because he doesn't believe in God. And, you know, he thinks he's God. That's why he, he can't even do one push up without his arms snapping. A hat. Like, I don't know, you know, like he's made a new religion around, you know, pretending like Trump didn't cause any of the inflation. Um, I, there's nothing I could really do about that. I'd love to debate, but I'm not, I've already, like, if that topic can't be addressed, we're going to end up talking in circles about it. And I'm going to talk about economics and he's going to lie about it. And then most people will know that I'm telling the truth. And then some people will side with them. What I'm saying to you, my guys, like, I don't, I don't mind if you never watch my channel again. I don't care if you listen to him and believe everything he says. I really don't. It's the same as somebody who watches like tennis every day. It's like, I don't go and bother them. I don't, I'm not, I don't care. Uh, you know, I, I, even that day I was like, let's have a parting of the ways. It'll actually be good for my audience. Like if people that believe you go that way and people that understand that I like go this way, my, the IQ, my audience will go up overnight. So let's see. Is Tulsi from a cult background? I have no idea. Um, let me see. Someone said Bitcoin is the only real money. Yeah, I don't know about that, but I'm kind of apolitical on Bitcoin. I've had a lot. I've lost money on it. I've made bad decisions, but could it be the real deal? Sure. Could it be nothing? Sure. Could it be a scam? Sure. I'm not very opinionated on it. I don't care. Assange was in a cult, someone said. I, I don't know if that's true, but I haven't looked into it. Let's see. More than $7 trillion accounted for. $17 trillion. Are you talking about the Fed? There is no getting through blind hero worshipers. Yeah, and I'm I'm at peace with it now. Like what people don't understand is like I, if I really cared about like pleasing everybody, then I would like freak out. But it's like I'm well aware that not everybody wants to receive certain information at certain times. And I don't care. You know, it's not like it doesn't bother me. I've 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 had that debate, I've had that conversation, I've said it so many times on my show that people are annoyed at it now. I'd rather like talk about other stuff and move on to more important things. Um, someone said it has more than 17 trillion unaccounted for. I got you. Someone said, so anomaly, you keep ignoring the smart people while you trash talk the trollers so professional. Who am I ignoring? Who am I ignoring? I'm not ignoring there. I would debate and have a conversation with everyone. But if you watch the debate that I had with sticks, we talked in a circle for two and a half hours on that topic. So if we debate again, we're going to talk about that topic. It's probably going to dominate the conversation. I've said everything I need to say. He said everything he needs to say. I don't know. Like, I seriously, it, it would be like if somebody said, 
I'm going to steal your house, but I'm not going to steal your house. Or we're going to take all the guns, but we're not going to take the guns. Or like, you know, we have to eliminate free speech because hate speech is not free speech. What do you say to somebody that makes no sense? I don't, you know, what, what do you say to somebody that pretends to be conservative, libertarian, and right-leaning that doesn't understand that printing trillions of dollars leads to inflation? There's nothing for me to say. Ron Paul knows that that's true. Thomas Massey knows that that's true. Every economist anywhere knows that's true. Anybody with half a brain knows that's true. Most conservatives know that's true. If you don't know that's true and the guy you're watching doesn't know that's true and they want to talk in a circle of two hours trying to gaslight people into thinking that's not true because they like the character involved, then there's nothing I can really do for you. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing I can... There's, it's like talking to somebody that like spouts words and they can't speak English. Like what you want me to like ask them to read Moby Dick and, you know, in an accent or something and write it in cursive. I don't, it's too much. I don't, I don't want to talk in a circle for two. That's such a basic topic. If you can't figure that out, there's nothing to talk about. Figure that out, admit you lied to your audience, and then we could come talk about it. I don't want to talk about that in a circle for two hours. Um, let me see. Do any of the candidates even talk about central bank digital currency? Uh, a few. I mean, Ron DeSantis banned central bank digital currency in Florida, um, which is interesting. So I think DeSantis has talked about it. I don't know if Trump's talked about it. Um, I don't know if anyone else is. I think DeSantis was one of the first governors to ban it, setting the president. He does a lot of things right. It's just the things he does wrong make me not trust him. But am I a pure isolationist? No, not really. No, I, I, you know, I'm all for certain strategic partnerships, but I, I do think that America is getting destroyed because we just pick bad alliances and bad, you know, situations where I'm not, I would say I'm not a hundred percent isolationist. No, I think that certain military things make sense. I'm just not convinced that like our entire government working for a foreign country and calling you hate speech names. I don't think that's leading to like a prosperous, amazing America. I think it's um, a national security risk and horrible domestically for America. So I, I would say, no, I'm not a full-blown libertarian. I'm not a full-blown isolationist. I'm a reasonable guy that if you gave me a situation, I'd tell you what I thought about it. But I, I can't say that I'm 100% libertarian or 100% isolationist personally. Um, let me see. Read a few more. I want to get out at least like 140 or so, 130. I'm kind of tired today. Let me see. My dear, Trump is in the club. He is in bed with the World Economic Forum. That's the truth. He's in bed with more than that. But yeah, I mean, it's funny with Trump because if, if DeSantis went to the World Economic Forum and said, Klaus Schwab, you're doing a great job, every Trump supporter would use that clip and be like, yo, look at Ron DeSantis saying Klaus Schwab's doing a great job. With Trump, people will be like, oh, he's just playing the game. And it's like, there's, this is why I don't really care about any politician anymore is because there's no consistency. And if you don't have consistency, your word means nothing. If your word means nothing, I'm not listening to you. How am I going to listen to Dave Rubin when I know he doesn't believe a single thing he says? At least I respect people like Bryson Gray more where it's like, yo, you might not like what Bryson Gray says. You might not agree with him, but he's telling you what he actually thinks. And he's consistent with what he actually thinks, you know? I can't listen to somebody that doesn't believe, like if you say this means this, but it doesn't mean this when my guy does, then you don't mean it. So stop talking. You don't, you, you're, nothing matters anymore. You know, I don't listen to people that nothing matters. Um, 
And showing up to the World Economic Forum doesn't necessarily mean you're 100% compromised. You know, I think that it's a place where people go and rich people and governments and corporations go and they talk about how they're going to run the world and call you a conspiracy theorist or say they're doing it. But as far as like, can you go to World Economic Forum and not sell out? Probably, but it's it's like a very difficult situation to go to and not be a total sellout. It, there are business benefits to going, but like, you know, if DeSantis went, you would not give him that same leisure uh, as you would to Donald Trump. You know, uh, Governor Kemp went recently and spoke against it. Trump went and spoke against some things. And it's like, so what, you know, do you view it both the same? Or are they both sold out because they attended? Or can you not compliment Klaus Schwab? Like, what's your line? The issue is that people don't really have a line. Now they're building a right-wing World Economic Forum called ARC, and it's got Dave Rubin and Ben Shapiro and Jordan Peterson. So you know it's going to be fake. And they're just building a right-wing World Economic Forum, and it's going to be just as fake. And they're going to do half-baked policies just like the Republican Party here. And it's going to be a, a giant nothing burger. But if you go to ARC or, or World Economic Forum, in my opinion, it doesn't mean, oh, you're at ARC, you're sold out. It just means you're hanging around 60 to 70% sellouts. And maybe it's strategically business smart to go and talk to people and try to, you know, make a, make a play or something. But it doesn't mean you have to give up and sell out to be there. I just, you know. I think that I think that donor money is a bigger correlation like the like politicians, they're professional middlemen and they just take and like, you know, and do certain things and nobody realizes that because they're obsessed with the character. So we'll see. Um, let's see. Chip in to support Anomaly with a super chat. Thank you, Richard Wayne. You're like my fundraiser. He's out here saying chip in. Thank you, Richard, dude. You're 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 a lot. Give a megaphone to Richard. He's uh, no, just <laughs> thank you. Someone said Bryson reads the Torah and goes by Jewish teachings. You don't have to agree with him. I'm just saying he tells you what he actually believes. You know, everything he says, he believes it. He means it. You know, I'm not asking you to agree with every single take that Bryson's ever said. I'm just saying I'd rather listen to him or look at like, I mean, me and him are friends, but in general, it's like he'll tell you what he thinks, you know? That's what he thinks. You don't have to agree with it. He'll argue with you if you go on Twitter because he likes to have conversations, but like he'll tell you what he thinks. I d if you say, this is what I think, and then something else happens, you go, actually, I don't think that at all. Like if Trump and DeSantis does the same thing, Bryson will say the same thing. If one of them's waving a gay flag, D Bryson's going to say the same thing. It's the same, like he believes what he's saying. I can't trust people that don't believe what they say. I'm just, that's what I'm saying. If you, you know, so even if you disagree, it's okay to disagree. You're not supposed to be a copy paste of everybody, but uh, you know, like with Shapiro, when he said, I believe in free speech and whatever. And I'm like, oh, this guy, I'm not like a huge fan, but I respect Ben Shapiro. But once I realized Ben doesn't actually believe that because there's a certain topic and there's a certain bias that ben has where everything he talks about on a college campus he'll literally flip and say the exact opposite and say you can't say that and it's hate speech about a different topic that revolves around him then i'm like oh why would i listen to anything this guy says because he doesn't even believe himself i would respect him more if he said you know i believe in this for these people and i believe in this for me and my my race and religion but not for that but for this i would be like i respect that you know what i'm saying it's very like it's very like Islam-esque where they're like, no, this is what we believe. We're not saying it's fair. Life is not fair. These are our rules. 
don't say this and don't do this or else you're going to prison. That's our rules. Come, you can come, Habibi, come over and follow our rules or don't. We don't care that you like to spit gum in Philadelphia. If you spit gum in Singapore, you're going to prison. Like, you know, I could respect the straightforward, honest person versus like the, the phony. Like I'd rather, I'd rather Dave Rubin be like, listen, I don't believe in free speech and free protest. I believe in it for things that I want to do, but if other people want to do it, I'm going to exaggerate the same way the less exaggerates about me and paint it all with one broad brush and falsely label them the way the left labels me so I could shut down somebody against my foreign policy or ethnic ideas so they can't say it. I'd be like, okay, well, that's not my belief, but I respect that he's being honest about it. I can't respect somebody that just lies all the time. You know, they're like, they don't believe what they say. And then they spiral when people figure it out. I'd ra I'd rather the straightforward. Like now, I like you know that's why there's certain leaders that are like controversial that I respect from every ethnic group that they just say what they actually think. Like no, I like my people. And you're like, I don't agree with you, but at least you told me what you think. You know now I know what you think. Like if I felt a certain way, I'll just say it. You know I'll get called certain names sometimes because I'm telling you what I think. I don't hate anybody of any group just because they're in this group. So I'll tell you, like, I actually do respect people from all different types. I was not raised to hate people because of their race or religion. And also when you get out and meet people, you realize that there's great people of every race and religion, but also there's certain trends and patterns that you don't necessarily have to like. You don't have to live in Morocco or, you know, China if you don't want to. And you're allowed to know that there's a difference between China and America. It doesn't make you racist. So it's like, I, I'm a loving person. So I speak openly about race and religion. It gets misconstrued. But if somebody isn't, if somebody says, I don't like you anomaly because you're race or religion, I'd rather them tell me that than pretend like they're my best friend, but secretly hate everything about me. You know, I like straightforward people. I'll take the, you know, I don't even like your race that much to me. And I'm like, wow, that hurts my feelings, but it's good to know. Maybe we shouldn't hang out then. You know, maybe I guess we're not going to be great neighbors if you don't like me because of my race, but that versus the person that's like, oh, I love you. And then behind their back, they're like, actually, I don't believe anything I say. It's like, hmm. That's a little, you know, off-putting. So raw honesty is important, you know? And some people in certain groups, like if you go around the world, every race doesn't want to live around everybody. That's like the truth of the world. And, it, you know, the world is big enough where it's like, if we all were honest with each other, we could figure out, well, this area is going to be really diverse and we could all hang out here, and you know? But this area is not going to be. And, you, you know, we don't want you to come to Italy or uh, you know, Japan and, and just like completely change our demographics, but you can hang out, but we're not going to necessarily want you to like shift our entire policy. We don't want to be like San Francisco. If everyone was like a little honest about what they wanted and didn't want, I feel like we could have a good world, but the, the, the people that are the most honest are the most hated by the media. The people that are the least honest are the most promoted. The people that are the most diabolical and like play all sides, like that's what they want. They don't want the straightforward, like, no, this is our spot. Don't come here. And it's like, all right, well, you know, there's certain countries that I'd probably never travel to because they're straightforward. And they tell me that they probably don't want me there. You know, it's like, there's certain countries where I'm like, ah, you know, I don't know if I want to go there right now. Maybe if tensions heal, I'll go. But right now I don't want to go. And the reason I'm not going is because they're being honest about where they're going. And they, you know, it's not a good place for me, maybe. Um, but someone said white libs are the most dangerous. That's racist. That's anti-white medic. Um, you need to apologize, go on an apology tour and go on Tim Pool's show and say you're sorry. No, I'm just kidding. But 
see, I don't take, I don't take anything personally, but other groups would be like, you can't say that about our people. And it's like, okay, uh, dude, anomaly, you should have a show on Christian or origins. I mean, I, the beginnings of time. You want me to walk you through the Bible? I'll just read the first chapter. No, I don't know. Maybe sometime. Um, let me see. I wouldn't travel by plane. They're all vaxxed. You haven't taken a plane since like the pandemic. I'm not that paranoid, but like I'm not making fun of you. Maybe you're onto something, but I've traveled by plane. Uh, I don't think I got sick every time or anything, but I don't know. At this point, more than half the world seems like they're vaccinated. So you can't like, just like they can't hide from coronavirus, you can't necessarily hide from them. Um, someone said, all politicians are liars. DeSantis and his lifts. If he lies about something that bad, <laughs> how am I supposed to believe him about anything? Dude, that's actually the funniest take on DeSantis's lifts. Cause like everyone's like, look at his shoes. And it's like, who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's wearing boots. You know, he thinks he's Cotton Eye Joe. Been, been forgotten. I just, all right, DeSantis, whatever. We get it. You want to win Iowa. But that's actually a funny take because everyone else, they're like, let's laugh at his boots like we're in fifth grade. Ha, 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 ha. And we're like, yeah, this is totally going to save America laughing his boots. But with that being said, if he lies about his boots, what else will he lie about? It's a good question. You know, I don't know. Is he lying about those boots? They might not have lifts in them, but boots make your shoes bigger. So, you know, I used to have Timberlands. I'm tall, but it made me even taller. And I liked wearing them because I just looked like an NBA player at that point. So, you know, to his defense, the boot here, this is called a compromise. The Trump supporters and the DeSantis supporters can come together on, on this, if it's true. Certain boots and shoes just raise your, they're like heels. It doesn't mean he put lifts in there. They're just bigger. Maybe that's what's going on. They're just shoes that make them look taller. Like I've owned shoes like that. I don't put on lifts. I just had Timberlands and they're, they got two inches on them. So, you know, I'm, I'm towering over people feeling like, you know, LeBron James out here. Uh, and I liked wearing them cause like, dang, you're, I'm, I am tall anyway, but it just made me that much taller. And I'm like, what? I'm out here with my Timberlands, but East coast vibes. Um, Maybe that's what he's on. He knows that he's a little bit on the shorter side when it comes to big daddy Trump coming in here. With, Trump has the biggest hands in the world. I heard Trump grab the sun and said, I didn't want this. And then he turned it into nighttime because his hands are so big and strong. You know, DeSantis is not that big. So he wears boots to make them look bigger. Are they special? They might not be special. They might just be like boots that, you know make them taller that most boots make you taller. Like most boots have more heels than a normal sneaker. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's a tiny ego. It's just like, maybe it's just, he wants to, you know, he just wants to be, he just wants to appear taller. I used to like wearing my Timberlands. I'm not going to lie. Like it gave me like two, three inches. And like, I just felt real tall. I don't know. You know, I, like I, I just was cool to go out and just be taller. Like, you know, and it's very like, whoa, you play basketball? You're like, no, I'm just wearing Timberlands and I'm tall normally, but now I'm taller and I liked it. And, you know, he wants to be taller too. It's okay. Someone said height is important, but you can't live a lie. Apparently not. Apparently you get got, but I just feel like you can talk about that. And I like what that guy said. If you lie about that, what else are you lying about? But 
there's so many more things that are important than his shoes. And like, no one, like, it feels like the rights very like kindergarten, you know, like Benny Johnson will be like based based Mike Johnson. Oh, Johnson's based. Look at our speaker of the based. Anybody based report based Benny Basin based boys. It's like, is speaker Johnson really based? Is he really that based? Are you are, like, you know, everything's just a clicker headlines. Like, look at speaker based Johnson and Ron Boots DeSantis. Ha 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 ha. And people were like, ee, ee, ee. oh my gosh, Benny Johnson made me laugh. Oh my God, I put, I peed my pants. Oh my gosh, I got to get Trump underwear for my pee pants. It's like, there's, there's room for jokes. You know, I'm not trying to cancel comedy, but, uh, it's just like, okay, let's talk about DeSantis's boots for 15 weeks, but let's not talk about like how Republicans are deceiving us. Let's just talk about the boots, right? Because it makes the one side feel good and the other side feel bad. Bad boy, good boy, good boy, bad boy, fight bad boy, good boy, good boy, bad boy. You know, and like it just creates like this like childish kindergarten fight. And then the DeSantis people say, oh, come on, cheer up. I mean, I just, uh, he's not wearing lifts. He's a tall guy. I mean, he's like 11 foot tall. And then the Trump supporters like, ha ha, he's a bot. He's small. Ha ha ha. And it's like, and then this goes on for three weeks and it's like, they're both actively trying to deport people who don't worship a foreign country on a college campus. And only two Republicans voted against foreign aid, Thomas Massey and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Can we talk about that? People are like, no, we're going to talk about the boots. He's wearing boots, <laughs> boot boys. So I said, Benny Johnson drives me crazy. I mean, he's good at posting clips. He's a very good, like, copy paste guy, you know? Give him something and he'll post it. He's a good poster. He just copy paste and post things that he doesn't do and takes you credit or whatever. It's like, you know, nothing wrong with it, but it's just like, it's it's all very childish. Like, the, the Republican Party, it's like a hangout, you know? It, I, I can't think of a better symbol of the Republican Party. Then the last night, there was like a Mar-a-Lago event where all the people went to Mar-a-Lago to watch Dan Bongino and Dinesh D'Souza's new documentary on the police state. Uh, and it's like, you got all these people whining and dining, taking pictures with each other. They're like, oh my gosh, oh my God. <laughs> and then it's like everybody in Congress is voting for foreign aid to a foreign country when we're broke. And only two people voted against it so 99 percent of the party votes for foreign aid and only two people are against it while all the influencers are taking pictures with dinesh d'souza it's like that's like a perfect symbol of what the republican party is listen there's a lot of good people out there i'm not knocking them go watch a documentary it's just a hangout it's like it's they're not trying to accomplish that much they're just trying to hang out hang out post memes make fun of desantis's boots like you know that's like what you do it's like you'll go you'll watch the news and they'll be like so what do you think about desantis's boots and i'm like i think desantis is small and trump is so tall Arr. and people are like oh this is a really trustworthy news reporter wow what do you think about desantis wearing heels I think he's too small and I love Donald Trump. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we're really crushing AOC. What do you think of Ilhan Omar? I think she's a terrorist, a mass supporter. And the only way to stop her is to say that anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. And we need to pass more Nikki Haley's laws to make it illegal to criticize the foreign country. Yeah. And I'm here like, woo, we're crushing. We're crushing the deep state, folks, with Dan Bongino. It's it's fire. Um, you know? 
It's just crazy. What kind of IQ do you have to have to worry if somebody wears lift in their shoes or not? I know it's worth something you can make like there's always there's always room for any conversation joke like you know about the shoes but the fact that it's going to dominate like republican media for like three weeks and they're going to talk about it like forever you know it's like it, it's just like the it, you know it's it, there's a room for it but it's like it's it's a bigger deal when the shoes are a bigger deal than the policy like if desantis passes a bill that's like psychotic Nobody will care unless they're told to care about it, but they care about his shoes. You know, it's like, and everything, uh, if you did a c experiment, every DeSantis supporter and Trump supporter, if you could do an experiment and say, okay, all these things that you're criticizing this DeSantis Disney bill, if Trump did, you, you remember when DeSantis did the Disney bill and all these Trump supporters started saying, oh, that's a, that's a bad bill. It doesn't really fight Disney. He's just lying. He's not really doing much, right? If you could if you could do an experiment where you take those same Trump supporters and you give them an alternate world where Trump did the exact same thing DeSantis did to Disney, all the people criticizing Trump, uh, DeSantis for doing the Disney thing would sit there and they'd say, oh, this is the greatest thing. Trump's crushing Disney. Let's sell a Mickey Mouse shirt where Trump's beating up Mickey Mouse on my t-shirt at magamshirts.org. You know, it's like it, these people don't mean anything they say. If you like Trump, like Trump. If you like DeSantis, like DeSantis. If you're Dave Rubin, be Dave Rubin. But does anybody mean what they say at all? Does anyone care about anything? Like if someone made fun of boots that Trump wore, if Trump was trying to make himself taller, do you think that Trump MAGA supporters would make fun of Trump too? Or do you think they'd say, oh, you're orange. Why are you talking about his orangeness? It doesn't matter. It's about the policy. It's not about his shoes. It's not about the fashion. It's about the policy. And then it's like, you know, they're like, Melania looks terrible. And then the MAGA will be like, what are you talking about? Melania looks amazing. Melania's got great fashion. I think she does too. I think she's very stylish, a very classy woman, right? But then it's like when, when I mean, Jill Biden does dress like, you know, she came out of like a kindergarten playpen or something, just playing dress up. But, you know, then it's like, oh, now we care about that. Look no further than the how much are people golfing. It's like when Trump golfs a lot, the left goes, oh, the Trump's golfing too much. And it's like, let the guy golf. And then like when Obama's in there, like Obama's golfing too much. Oh, let the guy golf. I'm a Democrat. No, he's Obama. I'm a Republican. I care how much he golfs. Then Biden golfs. It's like, you know, how much do people care how much the president golfs? It depends who the president is. If the president's Republicans, Democrats complain about how much they golf. When the president is a Democrat, the Republicans care about how much they golf. How much do people care about donor money? Well, who's the politician? If they don't like DeSantis, they're zooming in on the donors. If it's Trump, they cover up the fact that he takes donors and they don't even know it and they yell at you for pointing it out. If people are this childish, it's so it's so strange. Like I'm like, it's really kind of parted the seas and you could see like who actually means something, whether you agree with them or not, or and who means literally nothing and they just say whatever that you know like they're supposed to say it's like copy paste here's my stance someone said he was golfing while droning middle east parties i mean it's bad yeah but i'm just saying like you could you could look at like if you read like a left complaining about trump they'll be like he golfed more than obama hey well obama golfed here it's like they're all golfing you know they all like to golf except for obama he played basketball too i don't think anyone else plays basketball um Appreciate you guys. God bless you. God bless your family. God bless America. God bless the world. Thanks for listening. Stay peaceful. Stay calm. Stay reasonable. Have a beautiful weekend. And do not allow social media to bring you down. They will try.
can I grill and roast Ramaswamy again in an interview? I don't know if he wants to interview with me again. And I don't know. The entire Zionist media is going to just have a freak out if I ever interview Vivek again. You know, they, that's how they like to work. They try to bully me into not getting interviews. If you notice with the Vivek interview, I didn't mention Israel and I didn't talk about anything that had to do with anything Jewish or Israel at all because it didn't matter to me because what I wanted to talk to Vivek about was nothing to do with that because believe it or not, it's not anything that I care about all the time. With that being said, the Zionist media, they put out like a 15 part, just try to destroy my character thing. And they're basically trying to bully me and shame me into ever getting an interview again. They're saying, and it wasn't left wing. It was the right wing. It was, it was the quote unquote right wing. They're saying, if you ever get to interview anybody, whether it's JFK, whether it's Vivek Ramaswamy, if you get a Trump interview or a DeSantis interview, or you interview Candace or anybody, if Anomaly, if you ever get an interview again, we're going to lie about you. We're going to try to call you an anti-Semite and we're going to make everybody try. We're going to try to make everybody turn against you and hate you with no context and never include all the quotes that actually disprove everything we're saying, or at least provide context to what you're even talking about. So that's what I have to deal with now. Anytime that I ever get it a big thing again, Zionist media is going to freak out and lie about me and try to turn the whole world against me. But I'm supposed to believe everything they say, right? Because they constantly lie about me. So nice of them. Even though I think that Israel can exist and they can defend themselves and I've never said otherwise. And if I did, I would just say it, but I don't think that I'm the police of the Middle East. Like it really matters what I say, but these are the games that they play. And uh, you know who won't be on my side and won't say anything? Dave Rubin and Ben Shapiro, because they think that anyone who disagrees with them is Hamas. So why would they disagree with anything if, uh, you know, that's the game that they're playing? So we'll see if I'll interview Vivek, but just understand it's going to be like a month and two months of, of severe pain for me if I ever get an interview again, because Zionist media is going to go nuts on me like they did the first time and try to ruin my life, because that's what they do. But, you know, so I'm just letting you know. Now, I, you know, they're trying to, I don't want to let them bully me and let it work because it doesn't work. But honestly, now I think twice about like who I'm going to interview and stuff. Because even if I say nothing about Israel, these people are lurking in the shadows saying, hey, oh, you got a big opportunity? We're going to lie about you. Oh, you got their bullies. They're massive bullies. And I can only imagine what they're doing in foreign countries where there's no oversight. If that's what they do to people in America, God only knows what they're really doing. Because if they're willing to do that, what else are they willing to do? So, you know, appreciate you guys. Uh, have a beautiful day and stay blessed. I'll be back soon. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, stay blessed long sleeve, God is great long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com. Check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States. Handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash rare talk for $5 a month. You can help support me. Support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the dreamrare.com shop and patreon.com slash rare talk. So thank you guys for keeping this show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever grateful. My free email list is stayintouchwithme.com. So check the links below in the description or just type in on any browser, stayintouchwithme.com, all one word. You'll find my email list, put it in there, and it's the least annoying email list you'll ever be on. I barely use it because I don't like getting emailed every day or every week. It's annoying.
so I don't do it. Stayintouchwithme.com, it helps me take back some power away from big tech. Telegram t.me slash dreamrarechat or at dreamrarechat. Due to censorship, I post all my live stream and videos there. Sometimes I have some bonus content and I try to give people a heads up when Facebook or YouTube won't. Dreamrarechat at Telegram. My Instagram is at dreamrare. Thanks for everybody following there for sure.